Coach Corey Wayne and this is my video coaching newsletter and the topic of today's newsletter is you must unlearn what you have learned. Master Yoda said that I think it was in the Empire Strikes Back. I've got a really interesting email from a guy who's been watching my videos for a while and he wrote a very insightful email about societal conditioning and programming and in essence unplugging from the matrix if you will because the things that I teach and the way I live my life, it's contrary to the way that 97% of the people in this world operate, live their lives, and achieve their goals and their dreams. So I got a quote that I wrote on this topic, and then we're going to go through and discuss his email. His very insightful email, by the way. And the quote says, in order to reach your full potential in life, you must unlearn what you have learned. Most everything you have been taught about how the world really works, why people do what they do, and how to get what you want in life is wrong. You should question everything you have been taught instead of just blindly believing what your favorite politician or pundit says. You should trust in yourself and what feels right in your heart. When you learn something new, test what you have learned instead of just taking it as gospel. Like Albert Einstein said, Unthinking respect for authority is the greatest enemy of truth. It's okay to trust what other people in authority have to say, but you should verify it for yourself. Otherwise, you open yourself up to being swindled or being taken advantage of. Learn to think for yourself instead of letting other people think for you. What's interesting is, like, especially when the political season rolls around, when you look at Whoever the candidate happens to be when something is written about them, whether it's positive or negative and you look at the comments, it doesn't matter what their political party is that the particular commenters ascribe to. It's like you see the same shit. It's like people watch what they see on TV and they hear the talking points of whatever the politician is and then they comment on them on social media and they're regurgitating the same bullshit that they've been told and you can tell that they never really examined what their candidate believes or how they act or the fact that they're totally dishonest and totally corrupt and caught in one fucking lie after another and yet they just blindly follow them. They put them on a pedestal and they project their fantasy of all their hopes and their dreams onto this person who they ignore the reality of that they're totally morally compromised and they hope that this other person is going to save them, is going to give them more money or is going to make sure they earn a better living. And when people look at a politician or a pundit that way, they literally give all their power away. They become powerless to help themselves because they believe that making more money or being successful or having whatever it is they feel is lacking in their lives is based upon somebody else granting or giving that to them or taking it from somebody else that they perceive has more by force of law in giving it to them. That's why most people in this world never even come close to reaching their full potential. It's somebody else's fault. They don't participate in their own rescue. It's like when I see people protesting and complaining that they want more money for the company that they're working for. Learn some fucking skills and make yourself useful and necessary to somebody as Ralph Waldo Emerson said and add more value. And if the company that you're working for won't pay, keep your job, but in the meantime, be looking for another job that pays more. Because if you sit around waiting on other people or the companies that you work for to pay you more, 
when their pay scale or the way their business is set up just doesn't allow that. I mean, it's like going to work at say McDonald's flipping hamburgers and expecting to earn 300 grand a year. That's not going to happen. It's unrealistic. But people that go to work every day in that job and they bitch and they complain about it, instead of going out in their spare time looking for a better job or a better paying job or maybe to work at a better restaurant, maybe eventually becoming a, a well-known chef if they love cooking food and improving their skills because the bottom line is if you can cook food and you can make food and it tastes really fucking great, eventually you can work your way up to maybe you own your own restaurant someday and then you become the business owner. But most people figure they just learn a few skills and that's it and they go to work like a fucking robot, be told what to do and expect that that's going to solve all their problems. And again, what they're doing is they're giving all their power away. They become powerless to do anything to help themselves and it's a tragedy because what the world really needs is that needs that person doing something they love for a living, something they're passionate about, something they enjoy. And if they're not getting treated or paid or compensated the way they want to, they need to go work somewhere else and do something about that. That's what I've always done. When you hit a – I mean everybody has experienced it, has worked for another company or a big company for that matter. They have a certain pay scale. When you hit that ceiling, it's like you got to pay your dues and work for them for several years. Well, I mean, you were working for a company for a year or two, and everybody that's working there, maybe they got a few, a little bit of seniority on you, and they won't give you a raise or extra money or give you that promotion that you want. You should be looking in your spare time to find a job at a company who would love to have you because that's what I did. That's why I was always able to make more and more money and get a better job and a better position. I kept the job that I had and I used the things that I teach in the article that I wrote, How to Get Any Job You Want. If you Google Corey Wayne, How to Get Any Job You Want, that's exactly what I did. I, I would hit the glass ceiling so to speak and I wasn't satisfied with waiting around, waiting around for two, three, four, five years until I got that next major bump in pay or responsibility. I just went out and looked for a company where I could go and get an increase in salary and get more responsibility. And as soon as I got I got offered the employment, I put in my notice and I was fucking out of there. And you know, nine times out of ten, after when I was willing to leave, that's when they were like, hey, we'll pay you more. Hey, man, you had your fucking chance. I mean, sorry. I mean, they're, they're giving me a great opportunity. It's like, why does it take me leaving your company for you to finally say, yeah, I'll pay you more? I don't think so. They already see my value and I haven't even worked for them yet. So I'm going to go give them the chance. I want somebody that appreciates me and sees my value. And that's no hard feelings. It's nothing personal. It's just business. I got to look out for myself and you need to look out for yourself. So let's go through his email. He says, Corey, after watching several of your videos, which I think are excellent, what it ultimately comes down to is you get what you are. Your videos are an excellent means for guys to get some major introspection into themselves and become aware of what they're putting out to women. But in the end, if they have to force modify their behavior to initiate or function in a relationship, these efforts will have a shelf life before burnout sets in. The idea is to fake it until you make it, to apply the things that I teach so you can see that they work. Because when you see the things that I teach, when you see that it works, that builds your confidence. And when you and what is confidence? Confidence is doing what you know how to do and doing it really well. Confidence comes from time and repetition. The more you apply the things that I teach 
And the more you learn, so why I say read the book ten to fifteen times, because when you read a book that much or you learn anything that much that well in life, it becomes instinctual. You don't have to think about it anymore. And when you have the old way that you used to interact with the world that wasn't getting you the results that you wanted, made you feel like shit and sad and disappointed and frustrated, and you got the new way that you've been interacting with life and other people, which is the way that I teach you to interact. It's pretty easy. People naturally will move towards what feels good and they'll they'll move away from pain. People do more to avoid pain than they'll do to gain pleasure. And so these things that I, I talk about in my videos, that's always in the back of my mind, and especially when I lower the boom on people. I'm creating a, a negative emotional response within them that creates some emotional pain and intensity inside that makes them go, wow, that's really uncomfortable. And then I offer the solution on the other side which is more pleasurable which is where they want to go anyways so without realizing it by watching my videos I'm helping you from a success perspective reprogram you your thinking if you will to naturally move towards what feels good and move away from what feels bad or what potentially feels bad so there's always a method to my madness I'm not just sitting here talking out my ass and there really is a purpose in what I do and why I say it and how I say it even when I lower the boom on people. A lot of people enjoy that and they laugh in the videos but there's a reason for it because if I got a short period of time to talk to somebody and influence them only a few minutes when they're watching the video, they may never watch another video of mine. And if I can, if I can create an emotional anchor in them that they move away from and towards the things that they want in life that resonate with their hearts, then I've achieved my purpose. And years from now, they'll still be operating from that place and moving towards the things that they want. He says, eventually, as you're apparently seeing all too often, a guy will revert to his normal state. This is not to say that his normal state cannot change or evolve. This is where your videos can be a priceless value by making the target clearly defined. Well, as a coach, I teach fundamentals. That's why I harp in the book. So I want people to read the book 10 to 15 times and the videos are to help you fine tune and tweak your approach and there's thousands and thousands of stories that I've done in, over the years where I've answered emails from men and women from all over the world where they're struggling with certain aspects of the principles that I teach in my book. The idea is not to make you into a robot but to teach you a set of principles and fundamentals of how you should show up in the world. Because when you apply those fundamentals, then you don't have to act like a robot or worry about a certain te technique or doing things a certain way. It's the mindset and the principles behind it. So when you get thrown a curveball in your dating, your relationship, your personal life, your work life, career, whatever it happens to be, you understand the principles well enough to adapt because there's not one size fits all and you've been following me for a while. Every single situation is a little bit different. And even in your own personal life, you're going to experience situations that are going to be slightly different from the things that I talk about. But if you know the principles and you know the fundamentals and you've watched enough videos, you'll instinctively know what feels right and what to do to get the desired results. He says, however, a guy cannot hope to find long-term happiness through forced behavior modification. Yeah, guys that struggle are the guys that don't learn the book don't read the book 10 to 15 times. Guys that read it once or twice and they try to skate by and, and half-ass it because that's pretty much how they go about their life and achieving the things they want, they'll put a little bit of effort but not an overwhelming amount of effort. 
It's like one of the thing, acronyms that Tony Robbins has. He says you need a map. When you decide something, you decide you're going to do something, you set a goal, you need a map, which stands for Massive Action Plan. Note the emphasis on massive action. It's not a little bit of action. So guys that read my book once or twice, they're just taking a little bit of action. They're not taking massive action. When you look at like the most successful athletes or entrepreneurs or CEOs in the world, they take massive consistent action. Not just for a few days or for a few weeks. It's sustained over many months and many years and that's what gets you the results. When, when I do videos where I'm answering an email or discussing a success story from a guy, the ones that do the best, they all say, I read the book 10 to 15 times. I did one recently where the guy's like, he read the book 27 times and his execution was flawless. Like I did an email, a video newsletter several weeks ago, about a, I think mean, it was about a month ago, young kid living in, in his car. He read the book dozens of times. And he lost his virginity even though he's living out of his car with his beautiful girl that he met. All because he instinctually knew how to handle things because he took the time to prepare himself. And they had a three-hour sex marathon. First time he had sex, he had it for three hours. That's pretty fucking awesome. That is the kind of level that you need to be showing up. I mean, you look at the most successful athletes in the NFL or the NBA or the Major League Baseball or soccer or any of those things, the best athletes in the world, they work harder, they study more, they train more, they eat better, they do more than everybody else that they're competing against. And that's why they become the best. Talent, everybody's talented in professional sports. But the men and women who get in the Hall of Fame, so to speak, or win the gold medals, they go way beyond what anybody else, what the average person is willing to do. It's all about perseverance and doing the little things. And most people simply are not willing to pay the price to get the things they want. He says that is a short-term band-aid at best and as far as getting real-world results. It seems that all the stuff you teach is ultimately every guy's natural state. Yeah, that's why I say all the time. Even if you don't believe anything or you think I'm totally full of crap, if you apply the things I teach, you will see that they work for you. When you see that something works, you're going to do more of that. And when you do more of what's already working, it feels good. It feels natural. It feels easy. It feels effortless. And especially for the men that apply the things I teach, it's more aligned with their natural masculine state. And the same thing with women. The more women apply the things I teach and the understanding, the more it's aligned with their natural feminine state and everything just seems to magically fall into place guys are conditioned brainwashed etc into overriding that with learned destructive behavior insecurity neediness etc there are many many mechanisms at play determining whom we meet when and how to me every drama we find ourselves involved in is learning material absolutely i've said that many many times the end goal seems to be to unlearn what you have learned, unlearn insecurity, unlearn neediness, etc. It is not our natural state. I mean, think about it. It's so true. Look at if you don't believe me, look at kids. How do kids come in the world? Kids have been conditioned. Most of the time, they're going to smile, they're going to be happy. They don't get discouraged when they're trying to do something or accomplish something when they're a kid. They're fucking relentless. They just keep working at it. You see a little little baby trying to learn how to walk. It falls down. It gets right back up. It keeps trying until eventually it figures it out. 
But what happens when most of us become adults? We've taken on all this bullshit societal conditioning that tells us we need to be a certain way or we need to act a certain way and it doesn't work. It doesn't work for us. It creates tremendous misery and suffering in the world. Kids really are our greatest teachers. So if you're struggling in life, just watch little children and watch how they interact. They're always happy. They're always smiling. They're always giggling. They're screaming. They're yelling. They're having fun. They're playing. Give them a cardboard box and they think it's the most awesome thing in the world. Give them a fucking empty beer can and they'll, they'll find something to do with it. Babies who have not yet been conditioned to be anything but their natural selves are irresistible to most people. They're the embodiment of unconditional love. Nothing discourages them. It's only the adults that are around them that in essence project this imprint of this false way of living and life onto them. And as they age and it's like by the time they become adults or teenagers, it's like kind of they're on the path. They're on their life path and that's it. This attractiveness would continue lifelong if we were not brainwashed into destroying it. It never really – it's like especially if like you go to a public education. It's like everybody's got to conform, take the same amount of tests and it's like over the decades what happens is they keep dumbing down. When I was in school, kids that were slow or learning disabled, they would put them in special smaller classes where they could get a lot of extra special attention from teachers who were specialized in helping those kids catch up to everybody else. Nowadays, it, it, it's like classrooms are, are run – Kind of like in a way, it's like for any of those of you that ever built computers or know much about computers and how they work, a computer is only as fast as its slowest component. And so what they've done now in order to be fair and politically correct to the kids that aren't as smart or aren't as advanced as everybody else is they've dumbed the lessons down and they've slowed things down so the really smart kids are bored out of their fucking minds and they're being forced to, in essence, the, the dumbest students in the class basically the class is held to their standards i mean it's, it's i mean you look at like if you've ever seen some of the tests from like the late 1800s early 1900s what kids in like elementary and middle school had to take i mean you read those things you're like wow that's like something that i i had to take in college but you look at some of the tests and the questions and stuff that the kids have today and it's it's just it's horrible and so it like it just totally destroys a child's creativity you look at kids that are that have ADHD. Well, they tend to be very creative. What do they do? Instead of giving them a way that that helps them or celebrates their individuality and their creativity, what do they do? Oh, it takes some Ritalin. They just try to just totally destroy a child. I mean, you look at some of the most successful musicians in the world. A lot of them have autistic, or they tend to have attention deficit disorder. It's because they get bored easily. What they've learned is those kids tend to be a lot smarter than everybody else. But the way what they've done, they oh, here's a fucking pill. Take this. That's a, I mean, it's just, I, it's mind-boggling. That you know, that never happened. I mean, when I was in school growing up, you might get an aspirin if you had a headache or whatever. But nowadays, it's like you got y'all, you, know, you got schools giving kids pills to calm them down. I mean, that's that's fucking absurd. He says it never really goes away. We just learn to cover it over with layer after layer of crap. Your videos, the one I've seen anyway, are dead on target. Hopefully they will help guys to figure out long term that all the stuff you teach is really their natural state 
and they have had what it takes all along. Absolutely. That's why I say it is your birthright to live this way. Like when, especially like when I do success stories of guys that completely turn their lives around and things are easy and effortless in their personal life. They got a kick-ass job or a kick-ass business and they're really happy. They're in great shape. They're taking care of themselves. It's your birthright to be, be that way. We were born in this world to be happy and to achieve all of our dreams. Like I said, all you got to do is look at little kids and watch how they are. They're happy. They're full of life. They're full of hope. They're full of optimism. They're looking towards the future. And that only goes away over time when society and the school system and their family and their friends just totally destroy that. And Steve Jobs wrote about that in his biography. I think it was when he was in elementary school. He was at the point where his creativity and his dreams were almost destroyed, but he said he had a teacher that took some real interest in him because he was a rowdy kid. Today, if Steve Jobs, they would be giving him fucking Ritalin to calm his ass down. But he had a teacher that knew that he was special and he was different, and she spent some time with him, got him engaged in the subject matter, and and lit up a passion for learning and questioning things. And I mean, look what he built. Two amazing multi-billion dollar corporations in Pixar Pictures and Apple. I mean, he made a huge dent in the universe, which was his goal. We are who what we are who and what we are. We are taught to judge that in alignment with what our culture demands. We are conditioned to place conditions on our value as people. When we drop the judgment, even the most quirky behavior is fully acceptable to others as long as we don't question it ourselves. And again, look at what's going on in the political arena now. We're entering in, you know, we're a year and a half away, about a year and four months away from our next presidential election in the United States. And so you got all these candidates up there and you got people in the media, it's just latching on to one one little sentence, five or six words from a talk that, you know, of, of like an hour that somebody gives and they're telling everyone, oh, you got to be outraged at this. Can you believe what this person said? Oh my God, let's be outraged. And then most of the the candidates, most of the career politicians, what do they do? Oh, I'm so sorry if I offended anybody. It's fucking bullshit. I was talking a couple days ago on a video I did. That's what's so refreshing about, I don't care what you think about him or not, Donald Trump. He speaks his mind. He doesn't care what other people think. I saw an interview that he did last night on CNN. He's like, I, I'm going to be myself. I have to be myself. I can't do anything other than that. And you know what? If that's not good enough for people, if people don't like that, I'll ride off into the sunset. I'll build some more buildings and I'll still have a great life. But I'm doing this because I feel it's the right thing to do and somebody needs to do it. That's so fucking refreshing. I've never in my life heard anybody speak that way. They all – it's like it doesn't matter what fucking party they're from. They just regurgitate a bunch of fucking talking points. They never answer the – when they get asked a question, they never answer the question. They dodge it. One of the things he, he mentioned was – it was like the, the younger Bush, Bush's younger brother who was running for president. It took him five days to finally come up with a position to take on the Iraq war. You look at like Hillary Clinton. It's like she doesn't take a position on anything. She's totally avoiding the media. It's like it's like what do you – what do these people stand for? I mean seriously. They don't stand for anything. It's like they're looking at opinion polls and saying – Oh, I think this will get me a lot of votes. Well, I'll say them for this. And then it's like it doesn't matter what party you belong to or you believe in. 
96% of all incumbents get reelected and people wonder why nothing fucking changes no matter who's in office. No matter what's a Democrat or Republican. Nothing fucking changes. It's the same shit over and over and over. And these people finally get to office and they get the, the positions of power that they want. They're beholden to all the special interests and lobbyists and all the people that gave them the money. People don't give away hundreds of millions of dollars. They expect to get something in return. They expect to get their businesses or their industries treated favorably. They even have legislate into law monopolies for their companies. I mean you look at the Obamacare. Who wrote the fucking law? The healthcare companies, the pharmaceutical companies, hospital industry. So when you got lawyers and lobbyists crafting law that the lawmakers don't even fucking read, what do you think's going to happen? People wonder why they can't keep their doctor anymore, even though that's what supposedly wasn't going to happen, or why health costs are skyrocketing. Duh. You just gave healthcare and the medical industry more of a monopoly and more control. It's fucking absurd. But you got all the pundits that that belong to the party defending it. But they're ignoring all the evidence, all the people that are pissed off and all the people are like, my fucking policies are doubling and tripling every year. I mean some of the states are going up 50%. It's absurd. Year over year. I mean it's just – and yet, oh, but that's my guy. I voted for him or her. And they just ignore the reality. It's like what Dostoevsky said. A man who lies to himself and believes his own lies becomes unable to recognize truth either in himself or in anyone else. Again, most people, they don't think for themselves. They just like, oh, that's my guy. That's my girl. Okay, they said this. All right, great. That's what I'm all for. They don't even think about it. They just take it as gospel. It's, it's just sad and pathetic. So when people complain about the way the system is or why nothing ever changes, again, 96% of income – in other words, Every election cycle, 96% of the people, it's the same fucking people getting reelected. Nothing is going to change when the same people keep getting reelected over and over and over and over again. So maybe Trump will inspire other people that are like-minded to speak from their heart and say what they believe in. And if that gets them elected, great. And if it doesn't, Fine. I want somebody that's going to fucking tell me the truth and tell me like it is. Not somebody when you ask them a question, they dodge it and it takes them a week or two to tell you what they really believe in or what they're for. That's fucking horseshit. That's inauthenticity and those are not people that have our interests at heart. That's a fact of life. When we allow others to place value on us, we drop from alpha male down to whining surf. What a waste. And what was I just saying? I think that is ultimately where all the little dramas in each person's life are leading them. Unconditional self-acceptance where we don't want or need another person to tell us we're worth something. We become instead of trying to force our reflections or our relationships to show us what we want to see. When we become what we've been all along, that reflection is automatic. I love your videos. Awesome job and thanks for doing what you do. Well, thanks for the great, insightful email. You're definitely an enlightened dude. And if you've ever noticed on the back of my book, it says – it's a quote by Thomas Jefferson. It's also on my website. It says, enlighten the people generally and tyranny and oppressions of body and mind will vanish like evil spirits at the dawn of day. The idea is to fucking think 
for yourself. Look at what people do. Now look at what they say, especially when it comes to a politician. Their wor- when their words don't match their actions, that's just that's not a leader. That's not somebody that's that's governing or leading based upon principles. And they're they're never going to do what's right. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.